Hello, it's just me today, and I'm talking. The title is We Don't Need No Education, which would be good news for some of my students. Um, anyway, the first thing is there's a physics article where these guys are using air to deflect lasers so they can run lasers at very high power, so high that mirrors and lenses can't take the power. And so they use sound waves to create standing waves uh, of high or low pressure zones in air, and that can take the really high-powered lasers and uh, diffract them, like diffraction gratings, and reflect them like mirrors. So it sounds like a very promising technology and uh, very interesting to watch it go forward. I got a bunch of AI documents here. Uh, the first one is there's a guy um, gets nine years in prison who climbed a wall trying to assassinate Queen Elizabeth, and he said his AI girlfriend told him to do it. And I thought, you know, he's just sort of a nut. But then when I read it, he is actually uh, an Indian Sikh, I think. Um, they diagnosed him as psychotic and so on. But he was born in the UK, but was of Indian Sikh heritage. And I must say, I heard the same thing from other prominent Indians. The Indians didn't think much of Queen Elizabeth at all. Not that they want to assassinate her necessarily, but they say they shouldn't. They aren't mourning her death and they didn't look kindly on her because apparently the UK did terrible things in India under her leadership, which certainly fits with a lot of history. So anyway, um, there's a real grievance underneath this crazy man overreacting to it. A group called Lemurian Labs is trying to make a way to make, trying to build technology to make AI calculations faster. They want to replace GPUs with a new chip, which is a huge endeavor that would work better. But they say the reason it'll work better is instead of using floating point arithmetic or integer arithmetic, they're going to use log arithmetic. They say that will save a ton of time because, of course, multiplication turns into addition and division turns into subtraction. And they claim that their log encoding is more accurate. So uh, that's very interesting. I have no idea if it's going to work. But it's a novel idea. I'm glad somebody's exploring it. Um, Los Angeles is using AI to target people who are likely to become homeless using data from uh, um, government agencies, which seems like a very logical use of AI. You have a pile of unstructured data of all different types, and you know things like uh, medical hospital visits and uh, applications for forms of government aid and such, and uh, so on. And you could be able to predict who's going to become homeless. And they're finding out who's about to become homeless. And they're calling them to try to offer them uh, essential services to help them avoid that. And it sounds quite logical. This is, you know, they try to use AI for predictive policing to figure out where to send the police before crime occurs. And that has led to some pretty big scandals. But this seems more harmless and more likely to work, where you could use that kind of data to tell who is likely to need aid or they're going to become homeless. Uh, 4chan always making trouble, has found out that Bing does not have good defenses when they generate images from text. So you can easily tell it to generate racist images. And so they're flooding the internet with racist images this way and posting it all over the social networks and so on, um, which is the big thing that uh, 4chan is about. And anyway, it's a typical kind of stunt just sort of to do harm in the world. And they say, call it red pilling. Uh, they see it as uh, a way to recruit people to become alt-right Republican types who just want to start a race war. There's an increasing number of people that want to do this in America. And uh, the evangelists of it are these internet meme types. 
And so it uh, perhaps Bing can put in better controls, but I imagine they'll just find another AI, including one that which came out a few days ago that has no controls at all and is public source, open source. So anyway, um, that's one way to go. And there's a, lastly, in the AI world, there's a company called Prophetic that wants to give you a device you wear that will control your dreams by, I think, playing sound while you're asleep. Um, it's written by somebody who got involved in lucid dreaming, which I've heard all my life. People say it's really a big deal. I've never tried it. You're a headman device. Oh, that's right. And it issues focused ultrasound signals to activate your frontal cortex while you're asleep, which apparently has been medically demonstrated that ultrasound can affect brain function. So this might even work, I guess. And then you'd have a world like that movie uh, Inception. Where people are artificially generating dreams and artificially controlling dreams and so on. So it, uh, it may turn out to have some psychological benefit or just some sort of novelty benefit as that works out. Anyway, then you know, the one that I thought was the most important, um, the House has passed a bill to relax educational requirements for federal cyber workers. Um, one of the huge problems uh, my students find, and I think it's universal in America, is that people can't work for the government because in the first place, they require four-year degrees. In the second place, they require you to quit smoking pot. And I think both of those are huge barriers to my students. Um, and they've apparently at least relaxed the educational requirement. Now, they've said you can't just blanket require an education without thinking about it. You would have to demonstrate that a degree is actually necessary for the job in order to require it for people to get in. I hope a lot more of this happens. I mean, American four-year education is out of reach of many people. Many people go greatly into debt trying to achieve it and don't even get the degree. It is a huge burden on society. And it's very unclear that a four-year degree is necessary for many of the jobs we have today. I think it's far more practical to have uh, industry certificates and two-year degrees and short um, programs, boot camps that train you for one job. You know, I think um, the whole four-year education system is not as valuable as it used to be, and the price has gone way up beyond any sanity. So I'd certainly like to see employers not just require this as a blanket requirement for everybody, as if it makes you special. In particular, it seems to me that military service should substitute for a four-year degree. But anyway, uh, all right. Uh, so I was puzzled by this one, and I finally figured it out. Um, on Truffle Security, I did scanned GitHub, and they found thousands of GitHub comments leaking live API keys. And they also found a live API keys in the GitHub code. And the first thing that stunned me about this is I saw an article coming from May of 2023 saying that GitHub now automatically blocked all that. But that turns out not to be exactly true. And I read it in more detail. GitHub had a feature in beta for about a year then they rolled it out to general availability in May, but it's not on by default. You have to go into the settings and turn on a feature to protect you from uploading API keys, and then it will automatically scan all the up all the commits and make sure you're not leaking API keys. I don't know why that's not on by default. That really should be on by default. If somebody thinks they need to put API keys in their public GitHub commits, that's too bad. You don't. You're wrong. Whatever makes you think you need to do that, no. <laughs> Just no. But anyway, um, apparently these people did not turn it on and they're posting it in the comments. Another thing they found that's kind of interesting is these are often comments on repositories made by someone other than the person who made the code commits. So it seems like 
the developers, even if the developers know not to put up API keys, later on, somebody in the company just goes and puts the API key in a comment, probably because they tried to like use the code and they didn't have the key. And they said, okay, we're going to put this key where we can find it without understanding the consequences. So um, that's why it seems to me a very strong argument um, for GitHub to turn this feature on by default, because this it's obvious that developers and other people at companies imagine that what they put in their GitHub repository is private when it's not. And it's therefore a, uh, a gotcha. It's a poorly designed system that makes it easy for you to make a really devastating mistake. And they ought to fix it just like they fix systems like, you know, Microsoft SQL Server used to have by default, no password. And that's the same kind of thing. You, you have to make your defaults so they don't cause disasters. And GitHub doesn't seem to have done that yet. So I've talked to my students a lot about this. You know, if you're in America, you can buy information that's gathered from smartphones. In fact, when I ask people, why do you have to have a smartphone for every company on your app, an app for every company on your smartphone, instead of just having a browser and going to the company's website? And I've never heard a good answer, but the smartest answer I've heard is they do it so they can collect all your data. And they do collect all your data and then they sell it and then they resell it and they're data brokers. So you can just buy a pile of data giving you everything everybody's doing, their physical location, everywhere they're going, when they use apps and so on. And that's just publicly available. And so the police and the FBI and such have said, well, why can't we use that data? Everybody can just buy that data. So they have been buying that data. And um, it turns out the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement the CBP, which I think is the Customs and Border Patrol. Let me see if they're going to spell these things out. Yeah, Customs Enforcement, Homeland Department of Homeland Security, and Customs and Border Enforcement, and the Secret Service have all been buying this data and using it, which is of unclear legality. It does seem to violate the Fourth Amendment. Um, and then it turns out that they have been, in fact, breaking the law doing this. At least they are supposed to have some oversight and they are supposed to follow the E-Government Act of 2002, which requires that agencies receive an approved privacy impact assessment before buying access to tools like this. And none of them did that. And in at least one case, they did inappropriately use it to track an employee that they shouldn't have been tracking. So anyway, um, evidently they are doing it and it is illegal. And so hopefully they will have to stop now or something. Anyway, it's a uh, just what all the privacy advocates said all along. Uh, you have to keep bird-dogging these guys because they will just hoover up all the data and then they'll use it for every purpose, legal or illegal. Um, so a month or 62, Girls Do Porn victims are suing Pornhub. Um, apparently, Girls Do Porn was a uh, porn producer where they would promise women some other job like modeling and then sort of trick and coerce and force them into doing porn and then sell the porn and Pornhub distributed it, so they get sued, so they another lawsuit. Uh, seems to me like uh, the pornography industry is a high-risk industry, and you really have to be careful exactly where the material you're putting out comes out, or you're subject to lawsuits like this. Seems to me like they haven't been careful enough. Um, all right, and uh, Another one here is interesting. There's a conference for women only or a conference aimed at women called uh, the Grace Hopper Celebration in Orlando, Florida, which was a tech conference for women so women could get jobs. And they said men could come, but they're coming as allies. And apparently a whole bunch of men lied about their gender, got free student tickets they were not eligible for, charged into the convention, then shoved the women out of the way, pushed their way to the front of the line to apply for the jobs. 
at the employment lines. So uh, that's all pretty bad behavior. And, you know, this is uh, more of this red pill um, incel stuff. There's <clears throat> closely tied to the alt-right and the modern Republican Party are uh, a bunch of angry men who blame women for their problems and feel like women, just like they are racist and think that black people have no right to take their job. They're also sexist and they think women have no right to take their jobs. And, you know, they want to go back to the old system with men on top, I'm thinking. Um, anyway, um, it's pretty disgraceful to see a lot of my students that are women get to these women-only groups and they get jobs through it. And I think that's fine. My male students don't seem to have any particular trouble getting jobs. It seems like there's enough opportunity for them. But anyway, uh, they deserve some pushback for that kind of behavior. And the last one, um, NSA and CISA have put out a list of the top 10 cybersecurity misconfigurations. Now, we have the top 10 uh, web application vulnerabilities from OWASP, and now the top 10 API vulnerabilities. And we have the top 20 critical controls from SANS. And this is another list. Uh, it seems to me perfectly fine. Um, these lists uh, may be useful. Those top 10 lists guide people a lot when they make plans. Um, so a couple of people, uh, prominent people on Mastodon were sort of dumping on it, saying this is kind of a stupid list and doesn't make a lot of sense. Looks okay to me. It's got things on here like lack of network segmentation, insufficient internal network monitoring, poor patch management, and so on. Just the sort of things I would put on that list. So it's not bad. And this may help people when planning their security. Let's We don't know what to do. Well, let's start by doing the top 10 that the CISA recommended. That seems like a good place to start. Anyway, um, that's all the stories I had for you this time. And I'll have another one of these on Tuesday.